Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. This is episode 69. And you know, there's something about that number. (laughs) And it's not what you might be thinking. It's the number is beautiful. It's very curvy. It's very um, balanced. And when you look at a six and a nine, it's like the yin and yang symbol. You know, the yin, the the symbol that you often associate with yin, yin and yang. And I love the fact that I'm actually going to take a little break after this episode because this episode is all about balance and I want to share with you a few things. So the first thing I want to share with you is something that I talk about a lot. It's called hips up time or that's what I call it. And so I want to talk to you about why I promote hips up time actively for anybody uh, and particularly for women with pelvic health issues or, or men, of course anybody with pelvic health issues, hips up time is my favorite. And I'll tell you why. And then I also want to give you a peek inside my brain and just tell you, I don't know, a little bit more about kind of my thought process for the podcast. I love having you along for the ride. So whether you are a first time listener or you've been with me from the beginning, um, you'll know that my podcast has kind of changed. It evolves. I honestly started the podcast with no real direction other than I wanted to share uh, my book, which is called Lady Bits. I wanted to read it chapter by chapter and make revisions as I went. Well, that lasted for about seven or eight chapters. And then I got sidetracked by all of the amazing people that I know in the world of women's health and pelvic health. And I started doing interviews. And the thing is, um, well, you know what? I'm gonna stop right there and I'll explain a little bit more later when I give you a peek inside my brain. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with hips up time and why this is such a valuable thing for balance, right? Episode 69, all about balance. So the power of hips up time is taking a moment for yourself every day. And this requires self-love. If you don't love yourself, if you don't value yourself and you know make yourself a priority, then everybody else's needs are going to come first. And hips up time is literally the tiniest little thing that you can give yourself during the day to say, you know what, sister, I love you to yourself. You know what, girlfriend, I love you. Again, Say that to yourself. Substitute your name. You know what, Brie? I love you. And give yourself a gift of three minutes even lying on your back. So good for your adrenal glands. So good for your nervous system just to literally lie down. And ultimately, especially if you have pelvic health issues, putting your hips up on some pillows. And for this, you'll, you'll probably want to have your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor. So it looks a lot like like bridge pose, where you are, um, you know, again, your feet are flat on the floor, your knees are bent up and they're over your feet, and then you're lying down. 
I've probably just made it really overcomplicated. But in bridge pose, you lift your hips up from that position. So all you do for hips up time is just snuggle some pillows or even a yoga block under your hips after you've lifted them up into the air and then rest your hips down on the yoga block or the pillows and just relax. And in that hips up time, again, you're lying on your back. It's calming and soothing for your nervous system, great for your adrenal glands. And in this position, you can breathe deeply. Your pelvic floor is relieved of any pressure. So many of us have pressure that builds up on our pelvic floor during the day, particularly if we do have a pelvic organ shift, also known as prolapse. I like to call it pelvic organ shift. So if we have a shift in the pelvic organs and you might start feeling a little heavy toward the end of the day, toward the afternoon or the evening, it's so relieving. It's it's just uh, it's just a, like a breath of fresh air for your pelvic floor to not have that pressure because you're lying down with your hips elevated, meaning that gravity is kind of pulling your pelvic organs back into a better position. And it's just relieving some of that pressure on your pelvic floor and you can just let go and take a minute to daydream. Take a minute to literally just be in the void, being in the nothingness. Don't try to do anything. Some people really love doing affirmations or maybe visualizing something positive or maybe spending time thinking about gratitude, gratitude for anything in their life. You know, thinking positive thoughts. Uh, Of course, you can also just plan your grocery list or plan what's for dinner. You can do that too, that's fine. But the other really cool technique is literally just doing nothing. Like that's actually your goal is to just be. And if you want to bring in some some positivity, you can try to bring in that magical feeling of unity with the universe or just unity with, with yourself, you know, just sort of yoga the word yoga means union so it's like you the the physical you and the energetic you becoming one with the totality of the universe that sensation if you're feeling me if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about and just inviting that in to your senses for a couple of minutes is a really beautiful gift that you can give yourself every day. So I love to do three minutes of hips up time, three to five minutes, whatever I feel like doing. As often as possible, around three o'clock in the afternoon. And I actually talk about this time, the time of day in one of my episodes. And honestly, I'm sorry, I can't recall the number right now, but it's about your meridian system. And I did this podcast episode with Dr. Janine Kraus. So I will try to remember to put the episode number in the show notes, or you can just, um, you know, look for it through my older episodes. I believe the title is Loving Your Meridians, and it is with Dr. Janine Kraus. So three o'clock in the afternoon happens to be a pretty magical time for your, um, for again, your calming your nervous system, reducing stress, and just taking a load off and giving your your bladder some love, your adrenal system some love, and just um, resting. So three minutes at three o'clock, as often as possible, would be beautiful. Now, I know, I know, I know, many of you are busy mamas with little children, and it's hard to get that time to lie down. Or maybe you work and you're like, Brie, I'm a nurse. I'm on my feet all day. I can't just lay down in the nurse's station on the floor on my back. Or maybe you are a judge or a lawyer or a whatever, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever you are for your career. If you have a career and you work outside of the home, I understand that three o'clock may, might not be 
feasible or realistic for you. So that's okay. Like nothing in my world is black or white. It's all about balance. 69 again, right? (laughs) Is this beautiful balance. So if you can't do three o'clock and three minutes at three o'clock, don't worry. Do, you know, a couple minutes in the morning before you start your day or when you come home from work before you dive into dinner preparations or before you dive into takeout, (laughs) whatever it is that you're doing. Just take some time for yourself. That's really what I'm asking you to do is to balance the stressors of our world, to balance the activity of your day, to balance the giving that you give, the output that you give, or even the input that you take in. Because how many of us are, you know, all day long, we're either giving, 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 giving to people or to our jobs or to our children or to our whatever. And in the cracks, in the meantime, in those little in-betweens, we're bringing in, bringing in, bringing in, we're scrolling, we're listening to podcasts like this. We are watching YouTube videos. We're watching Netflix. We're binging again. The main thing I keep thinking of is Instagram, you know, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook, going on social media. We're either putting out or we're taking in. When the hell, excuse me, but when the hell are we ever just being, just being? And when you calm your mind and just be, and learn to just be. And hips up time is a great time to just be. When you do that, everything you need for healing, everything you need for growth, everything you need for expansion, everything you need for calming your mind is right there at your fingertips, in your body, it comes to you. And a calm mind creates calm muscles. Your brain Your nervous system is the CEO of your body. It controls it all. Your brain, your mind, your nervous system controls what your muscles are doing. It controls how tense they are. Your breath controls the nervous system, which controls the muscles. So taking a minute to just breathe, to extend your exhalations, make your inhale nice and expansive, and make your exhale twice as long as your inhale, breathing in and out through your nose, quieting the mind, hips up time. That's calming the mind, which is calming the body, calming the muscles of the body. And calm muscles, simply put, calm muscles work better. When your muscles are calm, they're not tight and clenched and held up in these little knots. They're they're able to easily activate when you need them to turn on a little bit extra. They have energy to get you through the rest of the day. So calm muscles work better and calm muscles start with a calm mind. So that is my diatribe on hips up time and how valuable it is. I hope you'll make it a daily practice, a little gift of self-love for yourself every day. All right. Well, with all that being said, let's go ahead and move on to a little peek inside my brain. So I don't really know where this is going to go. I was kind of thinking that I might, um, first, first of all, I want to tell you about the future of the, of the podcast. And I also thought I might bring up my notes, which is in my um, a little app on my phone. And oftentimes when I'm walking, um, some of you may know I've actually played one of my voice notes that I do when I'm walking sometimes because I have all of my best downloads when I'm walking. And... I either do voice notes or I do little 
type it out really quick, like written notes on my phone. And I have some really cool random notes written down and I thought I might scroll through some of them because they're things that I really just, when they hit me, they hit me. Either it's something from my own brain or it's something that I hear. Hear from, you know, somebody that's a teacher or a mentor, somebody that I follow, you know, usually podcasts or books on audio, audible books, that kind of thing. And I just take a minute to jot things down and I wanted to share some of them with you because they're powerful. But first, let's talk about kind of where the podcast is going. So one thing that I've been really like struggling with a little bit is I feel like I am, oh my gosh, I don't really want to say this out loud, um, but I'm going to. I feel like, oh, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say it without it sounding really awful. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. But... I feel like my podcast needs a change. I feel like I need a little break because I feel like my heart's not in it right now. What's my heart my heart is honestly in is being more authentically me and sharing more of my heart and soul and sharing more stories from people. I love the interviews. I love interviewing experts. I love the information. But I feel like uh, there's something flat. There's something that feels flat about my energy behind putting out podcasts that are for informational purposes only, even though I'm passionate about the information and even though I know it's great information and it's helpful and people need to know this and I, I am so happy to help spread the messages. But I'm feeling like a little shift needs to happen and I actually have some podcasts actually already recorded and lined up that are more stories. They're more sharing personal stories from, from, you know, real women who have gone through things, you know, prolapse or other health challenges or, or, you know, things like that. And I want to, I'm really excited about sharing more of those and also sharing more peeks into me and my evolution as not only a physical therapist and a pelvic floor, pelvic health expert, but also just me as a human being. So it's the stories that I want to shift into, but I feel like I need to take a break, (laughs) even though I have some of these stories already recorded and like ready, but I just feel like a break needs to happen before I move forward with them. And I don't even know why. It's just as something inside of me. And when my intuition speaks, I listen. And my intuition is saying, take a break, take a stop, take a, take a pause, take a shift. Um, move into, move in a new direction when the time is right and the time is not right right now. So with that being said, my brain is saying, take a pause. And so I'm going to take a little pause. It might be a week, it might, or two, two or three weeks. It might be two or three months, I'm not sure, probably more like two or three weeks. I don't really know. Who knows? But when I come back, you know, same podcast, but I want the focus to be more on stories and more on my passion, which is how to live vibrantly, how to live a vibrant, vibrant life wherever you are in your journey. Now, anyone listening to me probably has pelvic health challenges or is a pelvic floor uh, provider, like healthcare provider of some sort, 
or you have some kind of pelvic floor challenge. So specifically, I want to talk about living life vibrantly with pelvic health issues. And sometimes a vibrant life has lows. Sometimes it has highs. And I want to show all of that. I want to show the lows and the highs. Again, the stories, the real life stories from real life people. But I want it to be a bit more, it's going to be a bit more more personal as we move forward, I, I think. At least that's the plan right now. So that's a peek inside the plans. If you're excited about this, you know, honestly, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I really would. Sometimes I, f- I feel like, and I think that's one reason my podcast has felt a bit flat to me, is I feel like, um, I don't know, I'm not really hearing a lot of feedback from my audience, and that's totally fine, no worries. But I'd like, I'd like to, um, I'd like to hear more from you. And I feel like often when I share more of the real me, um, more of the personal stuff, I get more feedback and I'm not doing this for my health folks. Like this podcast is actually quite a labor of love. I do it myself and there's really no point in putting it out there if the energy behind it feels flat, which is why I'm taking a pause and why I'm requesting humbly to hear from you because heck, maybe I don't even continue, you know, and that's not to be like, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to stop altogether. But it is to say that Everything in life is an energetic exchange, right? And it has to feel balanced. 69, right? Going back to the podcast episode number. (laughs) If you happen to just randomly be tuning in, um, I've been talking about the number 69 from the beginning and how to me it's a symbol of balance. And right now, again, energetic balance is needed and I don't want to feel flat producing this podcast anymore. I want to feel alive. I want to feel on fire. I want to feel the shiver that I literally feel in my body right now as I'm speaking this. And the only way I can feel feel that is if I start following my heart, which is sharing stories and sharing uh, a little bit more about my evolution. So anyway, that's what's going on. And I'd love to hear from you. So to wrap us up, let me go ahead and spend maybe just, I don't know, five or six minutes scrolling through the notes that are on my phone to give you more of a peek inside my brain and a peek inside what lights me up, what fires me up, and maybe some of this will fire you up too. I have not pre-read these notes, and so (laughs) it might take me a minute to click in about what the heck I was referring to. But okay, so here's one thing. The the most recent thing I wrote in my little notes was... um, well, besides places I want to go, so San Miguel, Mexico, Changu, Bali, Belize, Tulum, those are all places I want to go. I like to write random notes of dreams. Um, but the next thing I have on my notes is you can believe the diagnosis, but you don't have to believe the prognosis. And oh my goodness, this is powerful. These words are powerful. And how many times have I heard stories of people I mean, I hear story after story after story from y'all, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, emails, story after story of people who get a diagnosis from their doctor of, you know, usually a pelvic health condition if they're talking to me about it. And their doctor, you know, not all doctors do this. And these doctors, I'm sure, are very well intending but they will say some of the most horrific things to their patients as far as 
stories that then become lodged in patients' brains. You know, anything from essentially like, there's nothing that can be done for this, when that's not necessarily true, to like, you have the, you know, you're, you're, you might be 25 years old, but you have the body of a 75 year, like the, the health, um, like the health and the tissue um, integrity of like a 75 or 80 year old woman. Like, <laughs> random, random things that are just, I can't even think of, of other examples right now, but I've heard so many things that, uh, I don't know. How about this one? There's no way, there's no way you can ever have a child. Like point blank when actually this wasn't true for that person. As it turns out, it wasn't true. Like these things that have no basis and they're just said, and I don't know if the healthcare provider is trying to be, I mean, I, I'm sure they're trying to just be realistic, but by giving a prognosis, that is so black or white it's not balanced it's just black or white it's not there's no there's no there's no beautiful dance there's no there's no beautiful rhythm there's no rhythm it's just like a harsh note at the end of a song like like a record screech it's not a dance it's a record screech and that's awful I can just, I'm just going to say it. That's awful. And to my fellow healthcare providers, because I am, you know, I'm a physical therapist. And so I am in the healthcare system. But please, please, I beg of you, be careful with your words because our patients, our clients hear them and it sticks with them. And even if we didn't mean them to hear it that way, we really have to think twice before we speak. And I know, I know that I've said things to people that have, come out wrong like they've not come out as I've intended or the person you know maybe the person interpreted it in a different way and whatever but we can't be perfect but we can have the awareness that our words are powerful and what we tell other people are powerful and ultimately the stories that we tell ourselves are powerful but for our patients and maybe for you listening, if you're a patient or a client, maybe you have a story that was lodged in your brain and now that has become your language that you tell yourself and you repeat it over and over and over. I'm, you know, I'm broken. And now that often is a story that you internalize based on things that maybe you heard from healthcare providers or things you read online. Those kinds of words are absolutely killing your pelvic floor healing. They're, they're not, and I say that word killing because it's a powerful word and I don't really like saying that. I don't like the word killing. It, it, it kind of bothers me that I even just said it right there, but I'm saying it to make a point that words are powerful and your stories, old stories create your current set points. Just keep that in mind. Old stories create your current set points. So if you're a provider and you're giving patients stories that don't serve them, or if you are a patient and have heard stories that don't serve you, but you're continuing to play these old stories on repeat on a mental loop in your brain, it's not serving you. Old stories create your set points and you can believe the diagnosis, but you don't have to believe the prognosis that you might've been told. So I invite you to identify those old stories when they come up. And I'll be talking more about this in future podcasts because this is really huge stuff. So when you hear those old stories as they come up, identify them, acknowledge them, see them. You can maybe thank them for whatever it was that they were trying. You know, usually things, often things come maybe with good intentions or with intentions to encourage you to 
I, I don't know. Sometimes they actually don't come with good intentions at all, but whatever. Oftentimes there is something in them that was valuable and you can thank that. But more than anything, I want you to literally release it. Release it. See it. Thank it if needed. Release it. Let it go and choose a new story instead. Even if it's just a neutral story, it doesn't have to be some positive, you know, Pollyanna affirmation or, you know, amazing positive thing. Just neutralize and move on. And it might require doing this again and again and again, choosing this new story or this more neutral feeling again and again and again and again, but it's worth it because those old stories are literally like a record player playing on repeat and they're hurting you. And I don't want you hurt because I love you. So these are some, <laughs> those, it came from a note, but there's where my brain goes. And it's really something I'm passionate about as you might be able to tell. So, um, <laughs> and actually it's funny because the next note that I have written down is what's aligned for me is aligned for my soulmate people. So if you're listening right now, well, that probably means you're a soulmate person or you're hating me right now and you're cursing me and I don't know why you're still listening. But if you're still listening, then you probably are a soulmate of mine. And thank you. Thank you for being here and allowing me in your ear. I, I, I really, I really love humanity and I love the work I do. And even if I've never met you in person, I love you. If you're listening right now, you are my soulmate. You are my soulmate client. You're my soulmate um, colleague. Whatever whatever capacity you are, you are a soulmate to me. And I am really happy that you're here. So I just wanted to give you that little bit of love. And yeah, what's aligned for me is aligned for my soulmate people, which is why I really, you know, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to try to change people's minds to turn them to my way people will either like me or they won't and so that's why i'm you know moving toward this new you know slight little turn in my podcast you may not even notice a change but that's why i'm going to take this little break and then move more towards stories um because that's what's aligned for me and so i know if you're a soulmate you're the one i want to talk to anyway so it'll be aligned for you too Okay, so, um, do to do. Yeah, I wrote down, I don't really know what this means. I wrote down noticing how your pelvic floor feels when you're feeling different ways, recognition and exploration. Yeah, well, that's, that's big. I like to do that. <laughs> I've done an episode, a podcast episode about, um, mm, I think it was episode 64. That sounds right. It's, it's another more personal one from me. Uh, and I talk about how your pelvic floor can talk to you. And absolutely, you feel things in your body. We hold emotions in different places of our body. So um, your pelvic floor is definitely a place that holds emotions. Um, Okay, here's another one. Don't go back to the past and pull evidence to bring into the future. Learn from it. Let it be part of your story, but don't let it define you or hold you back. Let your past be your past. Let your future start now with positivity, optimism, and joy. Um, and, and then I wrote next helps you have a sense of lightness about your pelvic health concerns, less preoccupation, which is half the battle. So again, basically it's, it's very similar to what I was saying before. And by the way, I don't know how helpful this is. I'm going to take a deep breath, a a pause, and I'm going to assume I'm going to actually just, just 
align with the fact and just acknowledge the fact that I actually love hearing people that I follow on podcasts or whatever. I like it when they share their soul and I like it when they just ramble sometimes. So I'm going to assume that this is helpful for you to to know what I pull out as helpful for me. So I'm going to go ahead and and probably wrap up with this one, but I'm going to read it again. Don't go back to the past and pull evidence to bring into the future. Learn from it. Let it be part of your story, but don't let it define you or hold you back. So one of my favorite quotes is, my past can remind me, but it does not define me. And I love that because that's like where I use... um, elements of of my past so one thing that often comes up well first of all prolapse i'll just talk about prolapse so i sometimes forget how much i really should talk about the pat the fact that i am a woman who healed prolapse and i i mean i talk about it now and then but i don't it's not it's actually not really my story because my past reminds me, but it doesn't define me, which is a good thing. It's a good thing because I don't want it to define me. However, I feel like I should share a little bit more often with you all that I had prolapse. I healed it. And the reason I can do all the things I can do today is because I've maintained my pelvic health for the long term. Because it's actually a, a, a sad but true fact that people who work on their pelvic floor health Uh, through, for example, pelvic floor physical therapy or programs like my LIFT program, which if you don't know about LIFT, oh my gosh, check the show notes, check it out, join me. LIFT is is amazing. It's, It's an awesome program for pelvic health, not only tackling exercise, but also lifestyle tips. And when people do these things, exercises, lifestyle tips, things like that, that they learn in LIFT, my LIFT program, or from their pelvic floor physical therapist, they do awesome they make improvements. Their often their prolapse symptoms will decrease or at least be managed. Their bladder leakage can decrease or go away completely. Um, you know, amazing things can happen. But the thing is, when they stop, their symptoms often come back. Now, the reason I've done so well for almost fourteen years now with my prolapse is because I've kept going. Right? This is a lifestyle. This is the way I live. And it's become part of my life and it's not a thing anymore. And you can get there too. So for me, and and now I will say caveat there, I did, and I've talked about this in other podcasts, where I actually had a bit of a, a relapse recently with some of my symptoms. And part of the reason was because of a lot of pressure and stress that I was under was causing pelvic floor tension. And I'm not gonna go into all of that now, but but essentially when you have pelvic floor tension, it really squeezes around and pulls on your pelvic organ shift. So my I know that my organs are still a little bit low, my bladder is still a bit lower than <laughs> you know it was when I was 16 or 18 or before I had my son. I know that, but it's not symptomatic anymore. I don't I'm not preoccupied about it. But when my stress increased and the pressure increased and and I know that I was um sitting more and living my life in a way that really wasn't conducive for my pelvic health, my symptoms got worse. I developed a golf ball size knot of tension in my perineum and that caused all sorts of issues and it caused preoccupation. I started checking, constantly checking with a handheld mirror, with my fingers, with my hands to see, oh my God, is my prolapse back? Oh my God, oh no, I'm a pelvic health expert. What the heck? This isn't supposed to happen to me. But when I stopped when I said, you know what, I actually took this own medicine here. I basically 
heard my stories coming around. Oh my God, what is happening? Oh no, oh no, oh no. And I learned how to let them go. I learned how to neutralize. And also a big project that I was working on happened to come to a close, which was lovely. And so that also was nice to help release the tension. I also did some self-massage and self um, soft tissue release and, you know, did some manual work. So I did some, there were physical actions as well. And, you know, uh, issues in my, like, again, the work project was over. So I was able to kind of release a bit. So those things happened too, but also emotionally, I disengaged. I stopped becoming so preoccupied. I forced myself to stop checking. No more mirrors, no more looking, no more feeling with my fingers. No, 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 that. Like, let it go. Move on. My past can remind me, but it does not define me. There's so much more to me than my pelvic floor. So much more. There's so much more to me than my pelvic health. And that released so much weight, so much pressure from my body that my tension very quickly completely let go in my pelvic floor. Now the pelvic floor is a muscle of emotion. It holds tension whether we know it or not. So just releasing that mental pressure released my muscles and my symptoms went away and I considered myself again asymptomatic. But again, I take care of myself because my past reminds me and so I know that I have prolapse, you know, a prolapse issue that I I dealt with and I overcame. But I also know that I need to keep taking care of myself. I need to make sure that I lift correctly, that I hold my body correctly with proper posture, that I don't necessarily do like hours and hours and hours of high impact activity because it doesn't feel good for my pelvic floor, that I do hips up time every day at three o'clock, three minutes at three o'clock, that I do these little things to take care of myself and that will allow me to have pelvic health for life. So my past will remind me, but it does not define me. I'm not a woman with prolapse because I don't identify that way anymore and therefore I don't have issues anymore. I mean, I truly don't. Like I've I've resolved them to the point where they are asymptomatic. And that's all that that matters anyway, right? Like that's really what matters is your symptoms and whether or not they're limiting your life. For me, it's not limiting my life at all anymore. So, I consider myself completely better. And you can have that too. So that's where, you know, just developing that sense of lightness about your pelvic health concerns, less preoccupation is absolutely half the battle. Um, So yeah, I mean, you still need to take physical action, which is why I share my daily movement practices and that's why I have Lyft, my Lyft program. But that energetic an emotional point is is so key. And, you know, that's why I offer meditations and I offer breathing practices and talk about the importance of hips up time and all of these things to bring balance into our life so we're not constantly focused on our pelvic health challenges. Um, Okay, so then, yeah, I mean, I have written down like fitness should feel good. You are the expert of your own body. Moving every day is non-negotiable. Walking is exercise. Repetition drives transformation. Um, (laughs) Okay, there we go. We get showered and dressed every day in the same way we need to get energetically cleansed and dressed every day. Oh, wow. I heard that from somebody else. I loved it. Okay. Well, that's all. I won't, I won't take your time up anymore with more notes, but I can just tell you, I, I think that if you are still here, then you, you know, you have this deeper knowing that there's more to you than just your physical body that your mind is very powerful 
and that there's this energy that you have that's in and around your body and it connects you to other people. It connects you to me. It connects you to the world at large. And you know that there's more to your health than just going to the gym and doing some Kegel exercises. You know that it's a holistic experience. You know that the mind, body, and spirit all need to be addressed when you're looking at any issue in your life and definitely any health challenge or health issue, pelvic health issues as well. So I guess just to wrap us all up, (laughs) I started the episode talking about episode 69, balance, that six nestles in with the nine, like the 69, like the yin yin and the yang um, symbol. It's just beautiful, this beautiful balance, treating the mind, body, and spirit, understanding that people have so much more to them. They're they're so multifaceted, multilayered. You can believe your diagnosis, but not your prognosis. It's not just a firm stop record screech. There's layers, there's twists and turns along the journey. There's stories to be told, there's stories to be shared, and that is actually how we learn and grow and become vibrant beings in our own rights, maintain vibrant pelvic health, maintain vibrant lives, is by sharing stories. And so that's where this show is going, at least right now, that's what my brain is saying. I'm gonna take a little break, and I hope during this break, you'll do a whole lot of hips up time. There we go. Did I put a bow on it? Did I wrap it all up nicely? I hope I did. I know this was a little bit random, but you know what? That's the way my brain works. And I'm not going to edit this at all. (laughs) You get what you get. So I really appreciate you. Again, um, I said it before, like when I'm in alignment, I know I'm attracting aligned clients or colleagues, whoever is listening. I know you're in alignment with me. And so I'm attracting aligned listeners. So thank you for being an aligned listener. Um, let's share more. And I don't know. I don't know when it will come back, but it will. So please subscribe to my channel or my podcast. Um, be sure to do that because that way you won't miss when the new episodes show up. And I guess they're going to show up with episode number 70, whenever that may be. And until then, I hope you'll remember to eat clean, move every day, and live a life of balance. Live a life of self-love. Put yourself, put yourself first. It's not selfish. It's not selfish. It is in fact, incredibly giving to put yourself first because when you put yourself first, when you give yourself your hips up time, when you allow yourself to explore these facets of yourself and your personality and your energy and your life and your experience, it makes you a more vibrant person and then you can give more to those around you. It heals your pelvic floor. It heals your body and your mind and you can then serve others more greatly. So yeah, eat eat. Eat clean, move every day, remember that balance, and shine brighter. And I'll see you whenever I see you. Take care. 
Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them you know, what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.